Welcome to the Followers of the Way podcast for September 9th, 2018. Today we have a special podcast where our very own missionary to Costa Rica, Orlando Odorola, will be bringing a message called From Monument to Movement. Brother Orlando says that God has called us as Christians to be a movement with the aid of the Holy Spirit, not a monument to be pretty and admired. He also says that the church is called to be active and influential in the world, not passive and lazy. So grab your Bible and follow along with us as we explore God's Word here on Followers of the Way. Bienvenidos al podcast de los seguidores del camino para el 9 de septiembre del año 2018. Hoy tenemos un podcast especial donde nuestro misionario Orlando Otarola de Costa Rica va a traernos un mensaje llamado De Monumento a Movimiento. El hermano Orlando dice que Dios nos ha llamado como cristianos a hacer un movimiento con la ayuda del Espíritu Santo, no un monumento para ser bonito y admirado. También dice que la iglesia está llamada a ser activa e influencial en el mundo, no pasiva y vaga. Así que abran sus Biblias y sigan con nosotros mientras exploramos la palabra de Dios aquí en Seguidores del Camino. And the question that I have here is, have you ever seen a monument that stands, runs, walks, sits? Obviamente no, porque los monumentos se quedan en un solo lugar todo el tiempo. Obviously not, because monuments sit in one spot all the time. Y muchas veces el problema que nosotros tenemos hoy en día es que hemos convertido nuestras iglesias en monumentos. And part of the problem that we have nowadays is that we've turned our churches into monuments. Muchas veces nuestro trabajo como cristianos también se convierte en monumentos. Most of the time, our work as Christians also becomes a monument. La iglesia que yo conozco que Jesucristo fundó es una iglesia misionera. The church that I know that Christ founded is a missionary church. Es la iglesia que describe la palabra de Dios. It's the church that the word of God describes. Cuando tú encuentras a Jesús diciéndole a la iglesia, por tanto, id y hacer discípulos a todas las naciones. When you read in the word that Christ says, for that reason, go and make disciples of all nations. Bautícenlos, enséñales. Baptize them, teach them. Eso es un movimiento. That is a movement. Eso no es un monumento. That's not a monument. Entonces tenemos que establecer la diferencia entre monumento y movimiento. So we have to establish the difference between a movement and a monument. El monumento es algo que está estático, está inmóvil, no se mueve. A monument is something that is static, it's immobile, it doesn't go anywhere. No tiene acción, simplemente está. It doesn't have any action, it just is. Pero un movimiento. But a movement. Es algo diferente, dice una definición Acción y efecto de mover o moverse. Is something different. There is a definition that says that it is the action of moving. Y otra definición es el estado de los cuerpos cuando cambian de lugar de una manera continuada y sucesiva. And another definition says that it is the action of moving and changing. De una manera continuada y sucesiva. In a way that is continual and successful. Ahora, ¿qué es mover? Now, what is moving? Hacer que un cuerpo deje el lugar y espacio que ocupa para ocupar otro. To make a body move from the place where it is to occupy another space. And the church that Jesus Christ established, the church that Jesus Christ founded, is not a movement. La iglesia que Jesucristo fundó es un movimiento en el Espíritu Santo. The church that Jesus Christ planted is a movement in the Holy Spirit. Está viva. It's alive. La está llena del de Dios. The church is full of God's heart. And that is something that has to encourage us to know that we are part of something that is alive. ¿No es eso ¿No es eso Isn't that impressive? Doesn't that Nosotros make an impact? Somos parte de algo que está vivo. We are part of something that is alive. Give glory to God. He deserves it. Así es. 
And when you're going to clap for him, Amen. when you're going to clap for him, really clap for him. If you're going to praise him, really praise him. Amen. Amen. <laughs> there you go. Because we applaud things that do not deserve Así applause. Que and the things that we really should be applauding, we're ashamed to. He deserves all the glory and all the praise. Entonces, decir que no es una la iglesia. So this means that, no, it's, it's, the church is not a statue, it's not a monument. A statue is something that is put in a museum to go and look at. And to, you know, stand in a window and say, oh, what a pretty church. That's not a church. The church is not called to be something pretty. The church is not something that is called to be beautiful. La iglesia de Jesucristo está llamada a ser algo peligroso. The church of Christ is, is something that is called to be dangerous. Mucha gente puede sentirse confortable y cómoda en la iglesia. A lot of people can feel comfortable and safe in a church. Pero si la Biblia es cierta, But if the Bible is true, que la iglesia es un lugar peligroso. let's understand that the church is a dangerous place. Veamos. Let's see. Dos ejemplos, nada más. Two examples. La iglesia tiene un león. Does the church have a lion? La iglesia tiene un león. Mm -hmm. Yes. Hay uno que quiere disfrazarse de león. There's one that wants to put on the costume of a lion. Pedro, Pedro 5, 9, dice, and who, according to 1 Peter 5:9, says que anda como, lugio, como león rugiente. That he roars like a lion. Ese es el enemigo. That is the enemy. Él quiere imitar a un león rugiendo. He para wants to imitate. A roaring lion. But the Bible says that Christ is the lion of the tribe of Judah. Él es el león de la tribu de Judá. That he is the lion of the tribe of Judah. Now the Bible also says that the Holy Spirit is a fire, a living fire in the church. Por lo tanto, la iglesia está llamada a ser peligrosa. And so therefore, I tell you that the church is called to be dangerous. La iglesia está fuera del control humano. The church is out of the hands of, of people. Es un lugar donde los líderes nos sentimos nerviosos. It's a place where even leaders feel nervous. Sí o no? La pregunta es, bueno, ¿y ahora qué sigue? The question is, and now what? ¿Cuál es el paso a tomar, Señor? What is the next step to take, God? Vamos a Do we keep meeting? Vamos a más Do we raise more offerings? Vamos a de en las Do we throw ourselves into missionary work? En modo los we have, in certain points, in certain aspects, we have insecurities as leaders. But praise the name of God because He is in control of everything and He has an agenda for us. Amen. Let me give you an example of this that has happened in the missionary field. Obviously in this church we celebrate communion. Thank you. How do we do it here? Oh, I'm sorry. El primer sábado del el primer domingo del mes hacemos la Santa Cena con su copita de de jugo y su con su cracker. Su con su galletita. Sí. What happens when you go to a place where there is nothing and you're the missionary? Hay una tribu, 
there is a tribe with which you are working and they're so excited that a missionary is coming to see them and they tell the pastor because they're so excited you know what pastor we would love to have service today and do communion so the missionary says of course let's have communion today and then this man from the community says but we have a small problem what's the problem asks the missionary that all we have are bananas and watermelon juice what are you going to do do you celebrate um, the communion or do you not because you don't have grape juice and crackers Voy a usar una expresión muy nuestra. Okay, ganaré. <laughs> I'm going to use a very Hispanic saying and I'm going to try really hard to translate it. Ay, pastor, ¿cómo se le ocurre? Necesitamos celebrar la cena con pan sin levadura y tiene que ser jugo de la vida. <laughs> pastor, what are you thinking? We have to celebrate communion with uh, unleavened bread and, and juice from the vine. ¿Y sabes por qué ocurre esto? And do you know why this happens? Because there is a monument in most of the people that call themselves a church. Y lo vamos a de esta and we're going to describe it this way. Solo se puede hacer de esta we can only do it this way. Pastor, what are you thinking? I'm going to give you another example. En una iglesia en Costa Rica, in a church in Costa Rica, I'm, I'm, I'm going to withhold the name and all the other details. The brothers and sisters were very excited because they were going to install sounds in the church. But many of them were very strict in their, their ways. And so they had to buy columns to put the speakers on. Muchos de los miembros de la iglesia dijeron, no podemos comprar los speakers porque son negros. And when they went to go purchase the speakers, many of the members of the church raised their hands and complained and said, we can't because they are black. Y negro es un color diabólico. And black is a diabolical color. Un monumento, ¿sí o no? That's a monument, isn't it? Muy bien. Entonces... Necesitamos cambiar en nuestras mentes ese concepto equivocado y dejar de creer que la iglesia es un monumento. And so therefore we have to change that, that wrong thinking and stop believing that the church is a monument. Ahora, ¿cuántos monumentos hay en nuestra cabeza? Now, how many monuments have we built up in our own minds? Me llama la atención cómo cuánta gente es llamada al servicio en la iglesia. How many people have been called to minister by a God? A diferentes ministerios. To different ministries. A, la misión, a las misiones. To the missions. Al trabajo dentro de la iglesia. To the work. Al trabajo dentro de la comunidad. To the work in the church. To the pero, work in the community pero que hay un, un en su but it turns out that they have monuments built up in their heads veces es el many ways it's the format o el or the pattern o un de cómo hacer las cosas. or a paradigm of how to do things o la or the tra uh, translation 
or la religiosidad, como expliqué con los speakers. Or just religiousness, as he explained with the speakers. Certain otro beliefs es, about religion. Otro es el concepto del de principio de mediocridad que mucha gente tiene en su corazón. Many times it's just the feeling of mediocrity that we have in our hearts. Porque mucha gente no se cree digna. Because many people don't feel worthy. Mucha gente cree que no puede. Because many people believe that they can't. Mucha gente cree que no está capacitada. Because many people believe that they are not capable. Y mucha gente ha venido a decir, Pastor, yo no he ido a un seminario para compartir el Evangelio. And many people say, Pastor, but I haven't been to seminary. How can I share the gospel? Tú no necesitas eso. Tú no necesitas un seminario para compartir a la gente de Jesús. You don't need that. You don't need to go to seminary to share Jesus with the people. Amen. No necesitas eso. You don't need that. ¿Cuántos se recuerdan la historia del endemoniado gadareno en Mateo? How many of you remember of the man who was possessed? <laughs> and if you don't remember, then he's giving you homework. Go look it up. <laughs> to go and research the possessed man in Gadarene. Jesus, tenía que cruzar el lago con sus discípulos. Jesus had to cross the lake with his disciples. Él pasó toda la noche orando. He spent all night praying. Y cuando llegó a la región de Gadara, and when he got to the region of Gadarene, las, los botes y las embarcaciones llegaban al, al tracadero o al muelle. The boats returned to the pier. Once people got off the boats, the first thing they stepped into was a cemetery. Past the cemetery, they had to keep walking a long way to get to the city. And with Jesus, it was the same. They got to this region. And when he gets off the boat, the first thing he steps on is a cemetery. And from the cemetery comes this man who is possessed. They had this man living in the cemetery because they could not support him. They would chain him up and he would break the chains. He was dressed in rags and his personage was terrible looking. Y este se con Jesús. And this man is face to face with Jesus now. Y él tenía una de and he had a legion of demons inside of him. Y Jesús a este hombre, lo hizo libre. And Jesus liberated this man. He made him free. Y los que en este hombre, and the demons that were inside of this man piden para en unos cerdos. asked Jesus permission to go into some pigs that were nearby. Y cuando los demonios están en los cerdos, and when the demons were inside of the pigs, los de, los cerdos se suicidan, se tiran al mar. the pigs committed suicide. They threw themselves off a cliff into the sea. And this caused a reaction in the people that were there. And when Jesus tried to go past the cemetery into the city, the people that were there were like, no, 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 you can't. Vete de aquí. Go away from us. No te aquí. We don't want you here. Ahora, ¿por qué no lo Now, why didn't they want him there? Se Because their business was going to be frustrated by Jesus, was going to be stopped by Jesus. Because they used to sell pig's meat. Y eran And many of them were Jewish. Y otros And others, Gadarenes. Their business was gone. Their business just jumped off a cliff into the water. Because of the miracle that Jesus did and that man that was just liberated. And when Jesus turned back to go into the boat, this man who has just been set free tells Jesus, I'm going with you. Jesus turned and said to him, You have to go five years to a Baptist seminary to go study. No, mentira, no dijo eso. No, just kidding, he didn't say that. 
Ve a tu casa y cuéntale a los tuyos cuán grandes cosas hizo Dios contigo. What he said to him was, go back to your home and tell your people what great things God just did for you. Jesús no pudo llegar hasta la ciudad. Jesus couldn't make it to the city. Pero este hombre fue hasta los suyos. But this man went back to his people. Y cuando Jesús, año, eh, tiempo después regresa, había un movimiento de Jesús que había crecido por el testimonio de ese hombre. And when years later Jesus went back, um, there was already a movement in place started by that man that Jesus freed. Amen. Tú no eres lo que la gente dice. You eres. are not what people say you are. Amen. Tú no eres lo que la sociedad de hoy te ha tildado o you, te ha llamado. You are not what today's society has called you. Nosotros como latinos. We as Latins. El mundo dice son tercermundistas. The world says we are third world, um, we are from a third world. Esos son las razas mezcladas. We are mixed races. Eh, estos son los más pobres del planeta. These are the poorest people on the planet. Y muchas cosas más que dicen de nosotros los latinos. And many other things that they say about us as Latins. Pero sabe qué eres tú? But do you know what you are? Lo que la Biblia dice que eres. What the Bible Dios, says you are is a child of God with all the rights that come with that. All the rights of a child of God is what we have because we are children of God even though we are Latin. Another monument that we have built up in our head is that there is no money. Eso es un en la That's a monument in your head. I already explained to you how I have spent 18 years traveling throughout the country and I have never paid for one airplane ticket. Everything that you saw in that presentation that God has done in Latin America has been done by faith. Money is not a problem, it's just a limitation. Exactamente, una limitante. Cuando nosotros necesitamos dinero, lo primero que hacemos es, Dios, aquí estamos. When we have a need for money, the first thing that we do is say, God, here we are. ¿Qué tú quieres que hagamos? What do you want us to do? Cuando Él dice lo que tenemos que hacer. When He says what it is that we have to do. Estamos seguros. We are sure. Que Él va a proveer el dinero para Él. That He is going to provide the money and the funds Amen. for that. Amen. Tengo que decir esto, no me lo puedo callar. I have to say this, I can't keep this quiet. Cuando la iglesia se quedó del camino. When the church of followers of the way decides to send an offering to this servant, I was worried. Our church has been around for 18 years. It's a small church like this one. It's a church that has many difficulties. But we believe God. Y por 13 años, la iglesia tiene 18. Por 13 años, la iglesia me dio salario. And for 13 years, the church has been around for 18 years. And 13 of those years, the church has given him a salary. Y en este momento, yo tengo 5 años de no recibir un salario de mi iglesia. And at this point right now, it's been 5 years since I've received a salary from the church. Estoy contando esto solo para honrar a Dios. I'm only telling you this to honor God. Porque hasta aquí no ha faltado nada para mí. Because to this day, I have never wanted or needed for anything. Yo no dependo de un salario. I don't depend on a salary. Yo no dependo de nadie. I don't depend on anybody. Yo dependo de Dios. I depend on God. Porque Dios fue el que me llamó. Because God was the one who called me. Y cuando Dios te está llamando a ti, Dios when, igualmente te va a soportar. Dios te va a socorrer. Dios te va a proveer de todo lo que tú necesitas. And when God calls you, God is the one who will sustain you. God is the one who will provide for you. God is the one who will satisfy each and every one of your needs. 
Y el otro monumento que yo quería tocar en nuestra mente es una frase que hay que quitar de nuestro vocabulario. And the last monument that I, or the other monument that I want to touch upon in your own heads is a phrase that needs to stop coming out of our mouths. Esta frase es, no se puede. This phrase is, it can't be done. ¿Es familiar para ustedes? Is that familiar to you guys? Es que no se puede. It's, es que no se puede. Es que no se puede. It just can't be done. It just can't be done. Y la palabra de Dios dice, todo lo puedo en Cristo que me fortalece. And God's word says, everything is possible through Christ who strengthens me. La pregunta aquí es, ¿qué significa todo para ti? The question here is, what does everything mean to you? ¿Qué es todo? What is the word everything? What does everything mean? Tal vez está de acuerdo conmigo, todo es que no falta nada, ¿verdad? Maybe you agree with me that everything means that you will want for nothing. That's everything. Y la Biblia dice, todo lo puedo en Cristo que me fortalece. And the Bible says, I can do all things, everything through Christ who strengthens me. Y cuando Pablo está hablando con ese verso, And when Paul is speaking through that verse, está hablando de dinero. Is he talking about money? Qué interesante. How interesting. Qué interesante. Ahora, quiero ir terminando. No sé cómo está el tiempo. Bien. Yo tengo tres horas más para compartir, pero no quiero que me dejen la llave y yo tenga que cerrar. Algunos monumentos vienen de la cultura. Some monuments come from culture. Hay que dejar ir esos monumentos. We have to let those monuments go. ¿Sabe para qué? Para que el Evangelio pueda tocar las vidas. So that we can evangelize and touch lives. Para que el Evangelio pueda tocar las iglesias. So that we can touch churches and change churches. Para que el Evangelio pueda tocar los barrios, las ciudades, los países. So that the word can touch countries and streets and places. Las naciones, para que esto ocurra, nuestros monumentos tienen que ser derribados. For this to happen, our monuments have to be demolished. Déjeme darle otro ejemplo. Let me give you another example. Millones de personas nunca han oído de Jesús y el Evangelio. Millions of people have never heard of Jesus and the Gospel. Pero piensa en esto. El ejemplo de mi país, Costa Rica. But think about this, the example in my country, Costa Rica. Costa Rica tiene más de 100 años predicando el Evangelio. Costa Rica has more than 100 years preaching the gospel. Costa Rica recibió el Evangelio hace unos 120 años eh, de parte de Norteamérica. Costa Rica received the gospel more than 100 years ago from um, North America. Como la mayor parte de Latinoamérica. Just like the better part of Latin America has. Cientos de años predicando. Hundreds of years preaching. Y ni siquiera el 25% de la población es alta. And not even 25% of the population is saved. Es doloroso, ¿sí o no? Doesn't that hurt? Es triste, tenemos que pensar en eso. That's sad, we have to think about that. Otro ejemplo. Another example, bigger than this one. ¿Cuántos años predicando entre musulmanes y budistas? How many years preaching to the Jews and the Muslims? Muchísimos, cientos de años. Hundreds of years. ¿Por qué hay tan pocos creyentes? Why are there so few believers? ¿Por qué hay tan pocos cristianos en los pueblos no alcanzados? Why are there so few Christians in the places that haven't been reached? Porque muchas veces lo que... La gente ha visto son nuestros monumentos predicados. Because many times what they have seen have been our monuments preached. Estamos predicando un evangelio lleno de patrones y cosas en sí que el evangelio no tiene. We're preaching a gospel that is full of patterns and things that the gospel does not contain. Lo que hacemos es culturizar el evangelio. What we're doing is culturizing the gospel. Recuerda el ejemplo, no, en esta iglesia no se hace así. Remember the example with the communion and no, in this church we can't give communion with bananas and, and watermelon juice. El Señor está destruyendo los paradigmas nuestros en este momento. Christ is destroying paradigms in this moment right now. God wants us to get out of these four walls and do God's work which is outside of these four walls. We need to speak to the people that we know with our friends, with our, our neighbors. 
Speaking about the things that Christ has done in our lives. And when you do that, they're going to want to know about that Christ that you have. You can't do that here in, within these four walls. The church has a place like this, a temple. A place of meeting. You know why? Para darle honra y gloria a Él cada vez que nos reunimos. To give God glory every time that we meet together. Cada vez que estamos juntos, nosotros levantamos un culto a nuestro Dios para honra y gloria de Él. Every time that we are together, we raise up praise and glory to our God. Pero el resto de la semana, donde estamos, en el trabajo, en la escuela, en el colegio, donde sea, la oportunidad para hablarles a otros acerca de Jesús. But the rest of the week when we are outside of these four walls, when we were at school or at work or on the street, that is our time to share the gospel. El evangelio es Dios mismo en Jesucristo en el poder del Espíritu Santo. The gospel is God himself in Christ with the spirit with the power of the Holy Spirit. Cambiando vidas y cambiando corazones. Changing lives and changing hearts. En otras palabras es el poder de Dios cambiando las vidas. In other words, it's the power of God changing lives. Tú y yo no podemos cambiar a nadie. You and I can't change anybody. Tú y yo no podemos agarrar a alguien del cuello y decirle acepta a Jesús, acepta a Jesús. No puede ser. We can't just take somebody in a chokehold and say, accept Christ, accept Christ. We can't do that. That's not what we're called to do. <laughs> Sometimes we want to. But the word is what changes people. The word. The passage that we read in Luke. I want to finish up with that. Movement or monument? Remember that he came from Nazareth where he was born and when he got to the synagogue he read. ¿Qué hizo Jesús? What did Christ do? What did Anunció Jesus do? De su he announced the beginning of his ministry. Y él habló de hacer a los and he spoke of making apostles of the ones who were um, oppressed. Y esto es un término mal usado hoy en día. And this is a term that is used wrongly nowadays. An apostle is someone who is sent. That's it. Somebody who was sent. That's it. It doesn't mean anything else. There's no bigger meaning to it. And Jesus said, I'm going to make you apostles and I'm going to send you. Un puesto de importancia. An apostle is not someone that has a prominent place or a place of importance. Es que simple, sencillamente fue enviado, it's just somebody who was sent a to preach. Con otros. Yeah, to preach good news with others. Eso dice la That's what the Bible says. Eso dice la That's what the Bible says. Y Jesús les dijo también, and then Jesus said to them also, que Jesús en la y a los Remember that Jesus was in the synagogue speaking to Jewish people. En los tiempos de Elías, dijo. In those times of Elias, he said. ¿Cuántas viudas habían en Israel? How many, how many widows were there in Israel? Muchas. Many. ¿Y a quién fue enviado el profeta? And who was the prophet sent to? A una viuda no judía. To a non-Jewish widow. ¿Qué estaba haciendo Jesús? Jesús estaba rompiendo el paradigma para su pueblo, para su gente. Porque el judío creía que ellos tenían un Dios exclusivo, Amen. no inclusivo. That what Jesus was doing at this point was breaking paradigms because the Jewish people thought that they had an exclusive God. Their God didn't belong to anyone outside of the Jewish people. 
Y Jesús quería que el paradigma de su cultura, de su pueblo, fuera roto. And Jesus wanted that to be broken. He wanted that way of thinking to be done with. Porque cuando el paradigma se rompe, algo nuevo viene, algo diferente viene. Because when that paradigm, that way of thinking is done and it's broken, a new way of thinking comes. ¿Cuántos recuerdan la historia de Naamán el sirio que tuvo lepra en el Antiguo Testamento, segundo de Reyes, capítulo 5? How many of you remember the story of Naaman who had um, leprosy in 2 Kings mm -hmm. chapter 5? No they weren't Jewish. And he chose them. Tú no eres judío y te You're not Jewish and he chose you. Hello? Amen. Hello? <laughs> he chose you. It was his pleasure to choose you. But what he was doing is preparing you, to preparing the people in this church for newer and bigger things. Y por eso Jesús está rompiendo muchos paradigmas. And that's why Jesus is breaking many, many paradigms. Me gustó mucho la conversación con Omar y con Kay en el carro. I really liked speaking with Omar and Kay in the car. Yo les pregunté cómo habían comenzado ustedes. They, I asked them, how did this church begin? Posiblemente Omar se sintió como incómodo tal vez con la respuesta. Yo le dije, gloria a Dios, ¿cómo comenzaron? And, and maybe Omar felt a little uncomfortable with the answer, but he said, praise God, I love the way you guys started. Porque Dios está sacando esta iglesia de paradigmas y de conceptos definidos, monumentos. Because God has taken this church out of monuments and paradigms and, and defined ways of thinking. Hay iglesias donde tú llegas donde no toque mi música. There are churches that you go to where people say, no, no, don't touch my music. Es mi música, es that's my music, no that's our music, eso. that's how we praise, don't change that. No toque mis sillas, no toque mis yeah, don't touch my chairs, don't move them around, don't touch my benches. In other words, <laughs> no toque mi don't touch my monument. Mm -hmm. ¿Qué dijo Jesús? What did Jesus say? El Santo me the Holy Spirit has anointed me. Algo puesto. That means that a movement is something that is placed in us Por el Santo. by the Holy Spirit. Con esta frase. I want to finish off with this phrase. Iglesia. Church. Dios está a tus God is calling you to demolish your monuments. Dios está que todo eso sea God is looking for all of that to be taken away. Y pasar a ser un del Santo. And to be replaced instead with a movement of the Holy Spirit. Do you want to? Close your eyes, please. Lord, in Jesus' name, your word I have preached. Your word I have given to the church. That word won't be returned void. It will complete the purpose for which you have sent it. And today, as your servant, I give you all the glory and all the praise and the privilege and the honor of being in this place, of, of meeting these brothers and sisters, of being with them, of sharing with them, and overall to be able to share your word and what you have done. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Followers of the Way podcast. If you like more information about Followers of the Way Church, visit our Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash FOTW Church. Again, that's www.facebook.com forward slash FOTW Church.
We trust and hope that you've enjoyed hearing God's word and how to apply it to our lives. Our podcast is updated weekly, so remember to follow us here at Followers of the Way.